as you saw, we went to big stuff uh, like a month ago. <laughs> but the whole like time we were there, we were talking about uh, the prime life, and the definition of prime is a state of time of greatest strength. And the whole time we were there, we were just learning how to um, decipher the prime life, like the world sees the prime life, and the prime life, how God sees the prime life. And one of the points uh, was what you choose now sets the stage for the rest of your life. And that was kind of goes back to last year, too, when they said, do the habits you have today uh, are the habits you want to have for the rest of your life. And uh, this year at Big Stuff, I just learned, like, I never really, like, I've grown up in church, and I never really knew, like, praying. Like, it was just a thing, like, everybody just prays all the time. Like, and... So this year I finally, like, understood, like, I talked to God for, like, the first time I felt like, and that was just a big step in my walk with Christ, and it just meant a lot. Thank And thank you for all your support. Okay, so like Allison said, we went to Big Stuff, and this was my first year going, and I was super excited, and we had a great time, but I was just going to want to tell y'all some of the takeaways that I had from our trip that really stuck out to me. Uh, my first one was the choices that we make today set the stage for the rest of our lives, and I just, that really spoke to me, like, I'm just so thankful that we have Chris and Jordan and other leaders in the church that are here for us to help us be able to make these decisions and help us with these choices. Another one that uh, really spoke to me was maybe God doesn't want to change your circumstances. He wants to use them. And I always like, I know that God puts you through trials, you know, to, to help you and to test you. But I never really thought about God can use you right there in those circumstances, even though those are hard times. Like he can use you right then. And he always has a plan for you. And another one was to get the life that God has planned for you, you must first let go of the life that you have planned for you. And just that just really means, you know, just praying to him and letting him take control and not even if you think you have it all figured out, you know, God God has a plan for you and it might not be what you want, but it's what he wants for you. And he talked about having friends on the helpline and I just feel like we got really close with all of these people whenever we went and just having good Christian friends there for you that you can lean on during the hard times, you know, that, that means a lot. Um, he talked about the prime life isn't about getting, it's about giving. Um, my favorite verse from that week that really stuck out to me was Galatians 6, 7 through 9, and it says, Do not be deceived, God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And that last part just really spoke to me that if if we're doing good, if we don't give up, that we he'll he'll come through. And it was just a great week to be able to get away from all of our distractions, and you know you don't really know what all's distracting you until you get away. And um, my favorite times were really the worship. You know that was just awesome being able to see all my friends worship and be able to worship with them was really good and um we just all got really close and i hope we all stay close my name is taylor thompson 
And this was my second year going to Big Stuff. Big Stuff is a really great experience to me because we all get a whole week where we can focus on God and on Him instead of everything going on in Elizabethan. And I'm going to give a condensed version of what I learned at Big Stuff. On day one of the night session, the topic was living life to the fullest. And from this session, we got to hear about how we get to choose the life we live and the choices we make now will set the stage for the rest of our lives, which was an important thing to me because entering high school makes me realize that if I show God's love through him, that I will make better choices and have a much better life with him. And no matter how it seems to be painted, no one can have a perfect life. Also, I loved when the speaker said that we should show love to people that do you wrong. This is one thing I'm super focused on in my life, showing the love of Christ to everyone through me because the best life is always found by placing it in his hands only. The next morning, the topic was on God wanting your availability. What we do now determines our future. I would like to share with you all my favorite verse from the trip. Joshua 1, 6 through 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. The night of day two, the topic was showing, sowing and reaping. We got to hear about how we should be content with what God has given us. The morning of day three, the main topic was circumstances. God doesn't promise to change our circumstances. This lesson opened up a whole new perspective of my life and the things I have been through. I will never forget when he said maybe God doesn't want to change your circumstances, but he wants to use them. The next morning, the topic was friends. The speaker went in the direction of telling us that life is a team sport. Can't do it on your own. We can't live the prime life alone. We each need to remind each other to focus on him instead of the ways of this world. The last session was on shining the light. We have all developed the idea that Jesus is like the rest of our lives. We either like what he wants for us, or we don't. We seem to demand things in prayer instead of being patient like he calls us to be. Our life should reflect his image. Our life is not about getting something, but being something for him alone. Overall, we need to love radically, live differently, and serve consistently. So now that I've given a recap, I'm going to show you a part of the trip that might have been one of the most scariest moments of my life. So, we were all just out there swimming in the ocean, having a jolly nice day. And then this really big thing, like, starts swimming towards us. And I thought it was a shark, because, you know, all these sharks attacks have been happening and stuff. And instead of us, like, swimming to the shore to get away, we all just, like, huddled up in this huge group and was, like, screaming. And, which was really dumb, because... Why would we not try to get away from it? So I created a comparison in which God is our shore, and when we have storms in our life or when the devil is tempting us, that can be like the big shark. Sometimes instead of running to him first, we run to all the things of the world and get scared. But if we would have swam to the ocean, we would have found security and felt safe, just like we should find security and feel safe in him. So, in conclusion, I just want to thank every person that made it possible for our youth group to experience such an amazing week, and I am so thankful to share my love of God with all of you. Thank you.
Just to clarify, if you think a shark's coming, don't huddle up in a big group. Because they'll think it's feeding time and it's just all over. So, uh, Like Allison talked about, we learned about what uh, the prime life is. And um, what I kind of learned from the speakers is uh, I always would think of what Todd always says of how we're supposed to bloom where we're planted. And I was thinking, like, if we want to live like what the prime life is, we can't do that unless we accept where God's put us in our life. And um, that's really hard to do because for me personally, it's hard for me to settle with what I have right now. Like I always want to uh, like improve myself or improve, you know, what I have in my life. And, you know, sometimes we just have to accept what God's given us and um, like use what he's given us to glorify him. And uh, the speakers gave us three points uh, in the last night. I just want to leave, leave with this. Uh, the speaker said, to, in order to live the prime life, we have to love radically, live differently, and serve consistently. So, thank you. bet you all are like, when is this guy actually going to graduate, finally? <laughs> I hope never. I hope never. And Chris, I'm sorry, I thought you said 45 minutes, not four or five minutes. But And looking out here, if y'all want to blame anybody for me standing up here talking, you can blame John Bunn, because he probably remembers this years ago where they had a men's conference, and he came to me to teach a section of experiencing God, and I said, uh-uh, no, I don't speak. But uh, with his prying and everything, I did. Had all these notes, and I just threw them on the floor and, and found out that God can use you for anything. He can speak through you. Um, first and foremost, um, being a leader in my job and being a boss, something that don't happen very often is uh, hearing the good things that you do and uh, seeing the good things you do. So first off, uh, I'm gonna cry because Chris and Jordan, I've been doing the youth here on and off for 19 years, and uh, I've really never seen a heart for kids as much. One other time I have, but if you ever want to know if they love kids, if they love these youth, you can come talk to me. Their heart is so much in for these kids. That's all I ever see them talk about. That's all ever Chris comes to me about. You know, what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we do this? Um, they care about your kids. Uh, I would say I've gone to hell and back for them, but I've gone to Decatur and a motel and back for them. <laughs> Almost the same thing. <laughs> but but uh, I just really feel like at this point in time, um, if you need, to, you need to give a standing ovation to Chris and Jordan for being with these kids. If ever they need applause, it's them. It's, this is hard. Like I said, I've been doing this 19 years, and it has changed so much. These kids go through unimaginable things, and to have somebody to dedicate their life to be in their lives, not, not just teach them on Sunday and Wednesday, but to be in their lives, 
I think Chris and Jordan deserve a, a standing ovation and a round of applause right now. the commercial now back to camp <laughs> I had the pleasure this time of uh, of a different smell at camp I got to drive the girls van <laughs> I'm like really when they told me I'm like I, I got all girls we call it the princess cruise lines and uh, and you know you've seen these bumper stickers God is my co-pilot well mine should have said Todd is my co-pilot Todd was my co-pilot I couldn't ask for a better co-pilot, better person, better pastor to be with on a trip. But it did smell different than when I had middle schoolers. But uh, the trip was, this was an awesome trip. Um, always learn a lot. Uh, you know, as the adult on a trip, you think you're just going to, to watch. And I'm always with middle schoolers, so I'm just making sure that they don't get lost or get hurt or lose something, which they usually do. Uh, but I love middle schoolers, love you guys. Um, it was an awesome trip this time. It, it, it's different every time we go. Um, the adults, we, we had a really good speaker. I don't know if you've ever heard of Reggie Joyner, but we learned a whole lot in a little bit of time. It was hard to keep up with it all. I'm gonna read a few of my notes here that I got from it and uh, go from there. Uh, Reggie said, uh, what you do for kids is more important than anything else you do. What you do now for a teenager is more important than what you do for them later as an adult. What your church does for teenagers is more important than anything else your church does. What your church does for teenagers is more important than anything else your church does. I repeated that on purpose. Every teenager needs a new kind of leader who will volunteer to do something more. And I feel like we really have that. If you're not volunteering, start. If you are volunteering, consider volunteering more. I've been through those two, two stages. If you are volunteering a lot, go find someone else to volunteer with you. All right. I'm asking you now. I'm putting you on the spot. So volunteer with us. And then, open the door to whoever he loves and what he can do. Open a door to wherever he takes you. God has taken me on many journeys, and uh, the best journey I have is working with the youth at this church. Um, there's a lot of times I think, why in the world I do it? I, I don't know. It's because God asked me to. Sometimes I feel like I'm not geared for youth, but... It doesn't matter. God will put those gears in me. God will put the gears in you to work with anything in any, any, any way. Uh, it's awesome when I read the bulletin, these two ministries that are coming up. And God is going to be using a lot of people in these ministries. These kids, I'm going to read some, I want you to write these down, actually. Some scripture verses. Yeah, I'm going to use scripture this time. That's wild, isn't it? The first one, Romans 3.23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Keyword, all. Next scripture verse is going to be Romans 3, verse 10. 
As it is written, no one is righteous, no, not one. And the very last scripture verse I'm going to read is Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce will you will be judged. You will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not see the log that is in your own? And with those scripture verses, the reason I want you to think about these and dwell on these is, you know, I hear a lot of things. Sometimes people think I don't know. My, my employees think I don't know what's going on half the time. Um, but I do. I hear things. I have selective hearing. I don't hear my wife, but I hear everything else. But, uh, but the things I hear sometimes is about the kids. Yeah, they do things that are wrong. They fit these three scripture verses. They all sin and fall short. There's nobody in this room that's righteous. No, not one. But the one thing we do seem to do as a church anymore is judge. We're really good at judging, and I think it's something we really need to look at as a church and not judge people, but to look at them in a different way, look at them the way Jesus would. Um, I put a picture on Facebook, I think it wasn't too long ago, and uh, it had a, a bear and a lion. I hope it's real. I don't know. It could have been photoshopped. But I hid the little words in it. Some people didn't get it, what I, what I put on there. But love wins. Love wins. Where, where are you going to see a lion and a bear get together and hug each other? I should have put my dog and my cat on there because we had a picture of them one day when my dog had its arm around the cat. I wish she'd eat her, but anyway, she didn't. But <laughs> love wins. But with that, I also had a post on Facebook a while back, and I went through, I'm going to say this, you know I'm lying, so I'm going to stand right here in front of you. Uh, went through the Bible and counted how many times love was in there. That's a lie. Thankfully, I have an iPad and it tells me. Uh, love is in the Bible 527 times. Hate was in the Bible only 91. And my example was a baseball game. Which team would you want to be on? The one that scores 527 or the one that scores 91? Love wins. Love wins every time. And that's what these kids need from you all. You may think there's nothing I can do. There's not one thing that I can give to these kids. What's well, a lie? Doesn't matter about your age either. I was just talking to Chris about this the other, well, it was last Sunday when our small group. Most influential man in my life was my grandfather. He was five foot one, a man of few words, but when he spoke, people listened. He gave me more wisdom than anybody in my life. And um, you have something to give to these kids. They need it. Some of these kids do not have parents, or they only have one parent, or they don't have grandparents. And I kind of feel how they are. My dad died at 20, when I was 22, and I miss him, you know. But I have a lot of people that's filled in as my father figures. He's first and foremost. A good, good father. I just broke down a camp with that song because he is a good, good father. And we need to let these kids know that they do have a father. And it takes us to pour our lives into theirs so they'll know that. Um, so those scripture verses, I just want you to remember that when you say you can't do something or when you're talking about these kids, yeah, they're going to make mistakes. That's why I like the middle schoolers. They're always making mistakes. It makes me feel good when I make mine. 
I think the reason I'm with them is to make sure they don't leave their underwear behind because they leave stuff, stuff all the time. But we have a great group of youth here at the church, and it's growing. Yes, yeah, some of these kids that we have on Wednesday night, they don't go to church here. But you've heard Todd say it many times. This is a building. We're supposed to be building God's church, not this church. If these kids come here and they've been somewhere else, that don't matter. We're supposed to be helping build the kingdom, not First Baptist Church. Yeah, it's good to have a lot of people here at this church, but his kingdom is what matters most. And if we get kids from Knoxville come on Wednesday night, who cares? It doesn't matter. They're going to get the word because that's what Chris brings. That's what he brings. He doesn't smooth it over. He doesn't do anything else. If you're worried about what you're going to do in the youth, don't worry. I've got the sex thing already covered. I am Sarge the sex guy. <laughs> Ryan set me up when he was here with always having the sex talk, and I think he passed it on to Chris. Chris was sick one night, and he said, Sarge, can you teach? And I said, yeah, and what's it about? It's about sex. So you don't have to worry about that topic. I've got that covered. So if there's something else that you can do, do it. But I encourage you to volunteer if you can. It doesn't have to be every single event. It doesn't have to be every single night. These kids need to know you care. And, yeah, the money's great. Every dime you gave us was well spent for this trip and all the trips that we go on. But they also need your time. They also need your wisdom. Uh, wisdom's kind of short nowadays if you look at the election. We know that. But, but we, they need your wisdom. They need your encouragement. And so does Chris and Jordan. So camp was great. We need more volunteers, though. Thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Emmy Morgenstern, and um, I've uh, made a living out of talking in front of people, but usually they're a lot younger. So um, I'm going to share with you a little bit about my experience at camp and how these kids have impacted my life. Um, I've spent most of my life working with kids. Um, this marks my 18th year in education, which yes, that does give my age away a little bit. Um, but every time I do something with kids, I learn something new. Um, I have a special place in my heart, especially for teenage kids. And as a mother of one, I'm very thankful that there are people who feel led to serve, teach, and minister to teens. This year, Camp Big Stuff took on a whole new meaning for me. I first attended camp two years ago as a youth leader with Chris Jordan, Sarge, and Christy. That experience was life-changing for me. It rededicated my life and my path, my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But more than that, it created in me a drive to share Christ's love with the kids I work with every day. One of the greatest things about Camp Big Stuff is that along with the kids, the adults have leadership meetings. And Sarge touched on this a little bit this morning. Um, this year we were joined by a family minister named Reggie Joyner. And Reggie is with North Point Church out of Atlanta. Um, he is the creator of an organization that's called Orange. And Orange their mission for their ministry is to forge a union between families and the church. Today I'm going to share with you a couple of powerful truths that I learned from Reggie during our leadership meetings. If you want to influence a teenager's life, then start by thinking about their Monday world. This world is not what it was when we were teenagers. 
cell phones, social media, and acceptance of anything and everything have left our kids confused and wondering how to live and walk in the ways of Christ. If you want to develop a love for students, we as a church must press pause on the things that we know as adults and imagine what it's like to be a teenager today. A strategy in our church matters more than you think. As a church, we must have a strategy to bring students into the church family. We must make sure that our ministry here at First Baptist Church is relevant, authentic, and engaging to young people. Our students are looking for a place where people live what they believe. They want to see what it looks like to be a Christian in the world we face today. Our church matters because it's a place where kids can feel loved. We must always welcome the next generation into our church family. We need to show them that they are not alone and that they have adults who can support them through the most challenging years of their lives. Every family matters, regardless. To reach teenagers, we must also seek to reach their families. There are approximately 100 weeks before your child will leave home at the age of 18. The 18 years that they have at home with their parents will set the stage for the way that they live the rest of their lives. We must extend a hand of acceptance to every family in our community so that these kids will have a chance. After all, we must open the door to everyone he loves. What our church does for kids matters more than anything else we do. We have been committed as a church family to speak the truth of Jesus Christ into the lives of kids. This generation is in a spiritual war. We must arm them with the truths that they will need to continue to share the gospel. The truth matters when love matters, and you can't speak truth in love if you don't know who you're talking to. Every kid in this church needs a new kind of leader who will volunteer to do something more. So, just like Sarge said this morning, if you aren't volunteering, please start. If you are volunteering, consider volunteering a little more. And if you're volunteering a lot, which a lot of you are, go and find someone else to volunteer with you. There is an infinite amount of talent, love, and spiritual gifts in the members of this church. How can we change the life of a teenager? Open the door to whoever and wherever he may take you. I want to thank the youth for the ways that you guys have impacted my life. Thank you to Chris and Jordan for the love of our church, these students, and most of all, showing Christ's love and acceptance to our kids. Thank you to Christy and Sarge for the time that you spend away from your families and the love you give our students. Thank you to J. Cole for letting your mom tag along on these best days. And thank you to our church family for supporting our ministry and allowing us to build adults who will live, love, and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, so I'm, 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 the, I'm the last one. Um, my name's Chris. If you don't know me, I'm the youth pastor here, and I, I praise God that I have an opportunity to be with these students every day. They're, uh, they're an amazing group of students. They really impact um, my life every day. I, I tell um, my wife all the time, I said, Jordan, sometimes I wonder, how, like, we're so blessed. 
that we get an opportunity. Something that I heard consistently was, you know, love, love, love. That's the big, the big goal. I know at our church, uh, I think Todd preached on it when I first got here for the first whole year. It was unbelievable, and he's still going um, on love. And that's what God's called us to do is to love people um, and show them who Jesus is, not by what we, we talk about, but what we actually do. It's a little different. Um, I thank Emmy. I thank, uh, I thank Sarge. I thank Christy. Um, and I thank our pastor um, for actually going with us to camp, which was an amazing feat because just the week before he went to camp with the children and then he goes to camp with the youth was really, was really rough. So I, I thank you for, for coming with us. There wasn't a single, there were over 1,500 people at that church, and, or I mean at that, at that particular camp at Big Stuff, and not one church except for our church had our pastor with us. It was unbelievable. They were like, they, I mean, that, to me it was unbelievable. They said, I, I, got, I got to go to this meeting where there were just a bunch of youth pastors and we talked about stuff and they said, man, I wish I could get my pastor to come with me. I was like, he volunteered to go. It was really awesome. Like, it was unbelievable. So thank you, pastor. Um, I want to just speak a few things uh, real quick. Um, I know that's Baptist talk of I'm going to be up here all day. But I'm going to say something. Um, but I, I want to say this. This comes from our leadership meeting. Um, three things church should ne- or well, two things church should never be in the last one. The first one is church should never be boring. I can honestly say that about our church. It's not boring. Um, it should be real. The second one should be it shouldn't be superficial. It should be authentic and real. And the third thing is this is very and very important. Our church should be relevant. Um, we should be very relevant to our students, not only our students, but our adults. Being relevant matters. Um, the things that we sing and the way that we approach things matters. Um, the way we minister to these students, the way that we talk to them, the way that, that they are impacted matters. They, they sit on my heart every day. Even when, even when I'm not around them, I think about them. I think about where they're going. And I want to thank, um, first and foremost, one person who has been there with me my whole, well, since we've been married, is my wife. Um, my wife, Jordan, she loves students more than you would think. I mean, the text messages and the calls and the things that she does for these students um, is amazing. And I, I appreciate her because without my wife, I couldn't do what I do. There's no way. Um, she sacrifices a lot of her time, but she don't think, at it, think of it as a sacrifice. She thinks that is just loving kids and loving students. And that's what, what you're called to do. Each and every one of us are called to do that. It might not be students that your ministry, and that's okay. I'm not, I'm not going to come off as a, hey, I need you to volunteer in student ministry if students hate your thing. I told Leanne one time, she said, Chris, you know, I, I need some help in, in kids' ministry. I said, um, I like kids. I like other people's kids, but I have to go away from them because they frustrate me. I'm just being honest. Like, I can't do little kids. I love them. I'm like, hey, little kids, you know, it's cool. But, like... When I tell them to like go over there and sit, and they don't want to do it, and I'm like, I'm going to jerk you up by your foot, because I can't handle that. So don't do something that's not in your like that God's not called you to do. Please do something that's within your what God has called you to do. Um, Amy touched on this too. She said the truth matters when love matters. The truth matters when love matters, and I believe that with everything that's in me. So I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I thank the church. Um, for supporting us. There's multiple people that gave money, who did prayers, who, uh, who wrote notes to our students, who just loved our students, called them. 
I thank each and every one of you guys. And if I haven't got to you personally, I'm sorry. I, I, I honestly, truly am sorry because I want to meet each and every one of you guys who support us in some way, shape, or form. And sometimes that's just not feasible in our church. Like we can't, we don't pass. But know this, that if you need anything from any of these guys, our volunteers are more than willing to help or do whatever. We thank you. And I guarantee you there are some students in here. I mean, these leaders and the people that are here, they are tremendously impacted. My time when I was a, when I was a youth, I didn't come into the church until I was in 12th grade. And God showed me, uh, and I've been with the youth. I always say I'm the oldest youth. I came from Sinking Creek. And I've been with the youth ever since. So camp was my first experience that I ever went to, really a big thing with the church. I'd never been any further than the beauty spot in North Carolina. That's as far as I'd ever been out of the, the state of Tennessee. And God transformed my life at camp. Transformed my life with a bunch of people who just loved me, not for what I could give them, but for what they could show me. And that, that's, that's what's happened in the lives of these students. So I thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. We thank you for all your time, for all your prayers. And uh, we just thank you for being a part of not First Baptist Church, but the church, the body of Christ. So thank you guys, and we love you. Appreciate it. Today we've offered you opportunity to see just in the window of what God's doing in student ministries. First Baptist Church, students matter, children matter. We love you. This church will do anything for you. Um, we will. We will. And it was my joy to accompany you to camp. I may not always be able to do that, but I was able to do that this year. Uh, but I want to tell you, for those of you who are visiting with us today, as we close today, as we go into a time of invitation, um, what they share is simply what God has done. What we are doing at First Baptist Church is simply what God is calling us to. It's not rocket science. It's pretty easy to love people. You love people despite the circumstances, despite their background, despite their mistakes. Why? Because God loved us when we made mistakes. God loved us when we failed, and he continues to do that. God loved the world, and he gave his son. And he gave his son so that the world through him might be saved. And that is the whole purpose of what we do at First Baptist Church. It's all about love. It's all about the fact that love wins. It wins every time because Christ embodies love. And Christ will always win. So I don't know whose team you're on today. But I'm going to tell you this. If you want to be a winner, if you want to be on the team that is going to win for now and all eternity, it's time for you and me, the church, and everybody else in between to join Christ he will win. He will help you win. He may not give you everything that you want, but God will always give you every, everything, everything that you and I need. And we desperately, desperately need him. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this day and the time that we've had uh, to listen to students and really to listen to you, Lord, about how you're working in student ministry and, and people's lives. And Lord, as uh, we just conclude this service today, and this invitation, there may be someone in this place um, who it was hard for them to sing Good, Good Father earlier today. There may be someone in this place that doesn't really understand what love is. So they only understand it as a, as a four-letter word. And love is so much more than that. 
Help us to be an extension of the Christ who has saved us and the Christ who has called us. And in this invitation, he's calling us just simply to rest in him, to be loved by him, to be moved by him. So whatever mistakes we've made, whatever things that we've said, whatever things that we've done, whatever good, bad, or ugly that we've participated in, today, he loves us just as much as he always has. His love is not based on whether we pursue him. His love is not based on uh, how much money we give. His love is not based on how much we show up to the church. His love is based on the fact that his son showed up for us. Father, we love you. We give you this invitation. As you invite us, and as every single person in this room makes a decision, either to pursue you or to go away from you. That's everyone's decision today. There'll be over 300 decisions in this room in this time. May we be obedient to Christ, his love, and his compassion. And may we be consumed by the awe-inspiring, almighty, living God, incarnate through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's his name we pray. Amen.